What is going on, Fat Man Talking Podcast? Welcome back. As always, I'm your host, Shane. This interview was actually recorded about six months ago. We had some issues with the audio file, but look, got it fixed, got it up and running, and I'm very happy to present this interview with Killian Keane. Enjoy, and let us know what you think online. Killian Keane, welcome to the show. How are you keeping? Not too bad, buddy. Thanks a million for inviting me on. I really appreciate it. No hassle at all. I always find it funny when I do that intro because I, I like to pretend that I haven't been talking to someone for like a minute or two beforehand <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we, we just jumped on the call right now, but sadly so that's not the course. case. Thanks so much for jumping on so early, man. I, I swear, I, I think every guest I've had on the past few weeks has been a nice early phone call. What I realized, I'd say it was about two episodes ago, was that I was absolutely brain dead in the morning. So I've started right. having to wake myself up earlier to get ready for the podcast. So I'm like, all right, I'll get up early for the podcast. Then I'm like, shit, I'm going to need two hours beforehand just to actually wake my brain up. So I'm like, yeah. I'm up since seven, been for my run, yeah. had three cups of coffee. I'm far too energetic for this hour of the morning. How are you? You're ready. I'm good. I'm good. You're ready to go. So you're ready to crack into this podcast. It's brilliant. Far too ready, man. Far <laughs> too ready. I mean, this one in particular has been a long time in the pipeline because I remember, I'm pretty sure I was talking to you back in the summer and I was like, I was reaching out to loads of different guests and I was like people who I just maybe followed online and really interested in. And I remember I was chatting to you and we were like, yeah, we'll definitely do an episode. And I said, yeah, towards the end of August, it was great. And then literally I just went dead in the water. I didn't have any guests on from like that summer all the way, I'd say to maybe last March or April. And then I only had about two or three and then I, nothing until now. So I'm the most scattered podcaster in the world. I kind, of, I kind of to and fro between. I like to listen to myself and I like to listen to other people. <laughs> good. That is not better. We're here now and we're going to record it. So it's all good. It's all positive. We'll, get it. we'll have a good chat anyway. 100% man. Um, so look, what I always like to do at the start is just to get to know, I suppose, especially for the listeners who wouldn't know you, uh, just a yeah. few, few words about maybe what you do, who you are. Don't go into too much detail now. We need to save the juicy stuff as always no, for later in the episode, but just a little <laughs> bit about yourself. Yeah, I suppose at the moment I'm personal training day to day, but I'm also, I also went back to college as well, uh, just October last year. And I'm doing a course in DCU called Peer Sport Work and Mental Health. So awesome. I suppose the area that I've gotten into the last number of years is mental health, public speaking around that. And I suppose it's been a passion of mine for a good while. I've had my own past mental health struggles. And I think I share my, in my public speaking, I share my own personal narrative and just to give inspiration <clears throat> and hope to people who are going through their own tough times and struggles and I can show them a little bit of inspiration and make a difference in their lives as well that they can get back to living a normal happy life again so that's that's pretty it in a nutshell really 100% that's awesome man yeah one thing I would say about you is like obviously on Instagram you you come across loads of different people who you probably never would have seen in everyday life if it wasn't for that platform but I remember I came across your profile at some stage and I just kind of I I saw like a dude pretty good shape working out on I don't know I think someone shared your Instagram story so I'm like oh another one of these dudes and then I went on to your page and I actually had to write this down because I just thought it was it was one of the, the most interesting ways to get to know a person just just in one line and in your bio on Instagram you have on a mission every day to inspire women and men to exercise eat healthier and become mentally and physically stronger and that to me is why I was like, oh, click follow. Definitely. This dude is of the right mindset. So I suppose I know you, you, you have the background in fitness. You're doing the PTs and you're also looking into that area. 
But what would have brought you to that point? You know, where does someone kind of, I mean, obviously there, there are two areas that work in sync and one always affects the other, but it's not necessarily the case that people tend to work in both. So what for you drew you to obviously still continue the fitness, but also delve into that side of things? Yeah, into the mental health. I suppose I'll go delve into, I suppose, my mental health struggles that I went through and that's where the fitness came from. Okay. So I suppose back when I was 18, 19, uh, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and it was a long kind of road of recovery. And I found myself in college at the time I was in NUI Galway and through two spells of hospitalization from the bipolar disorder, I said I needed something to keep me, get me better and keep me well. So I, I started training, I started feeling better, started building up my confidence, self-esteem, and in time, everything was getting back to normal again, and I felt good about myself again, because I went through many spells of depression and high states of bipolar disorder, the manic state, and I just needed something that kept me, like I said, like that, like you mentioned earlier, keeping me mentally and physically strong on a daily basis, and that's where training and fitness came in for me, and I still do all that to this day. And I know it keeps me well, keeps the mindset strong, keeps me fitter, healthier, happier, more confident on a daily basis. And that's what I could instill if you take one thing away from this podcast today is just try some form of activity or training that will do that for you as well. I think that's that's a major thing that got me and keeps me well on a daily basis, among other things as well. Like I do like mindfulness, like meditation, practice gratitude, journal day to day. So there's so many things that I've done that just keeps me I keep the mindset taking over and keeping it strong. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. I mean, for myself, I'd, I'd be pretty similar in the fact of obviously not to the same extent as you, but definitely would have had my own mental health struggles and still do to this day. But one of the main things I find is that a lot of the time in terms of meditation and mindfulness, it's great when you're in the mood for it, but when you're in really, really shit form and you really, you aren't in the mindset to really want to work on yourself, sometimes going for a run or going to the gym, it's, it's a passive activity that you don't necessarily associate with that, but it is such a positive knock on effect to that area that it just, it's, it's nearly a savior in that sense because you don't consciously have to work on your mental health that in that way, but it makes a huge difference. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think even like the days that I'm unmotivated or something, I know like 10, 15, 20 minutes into a workout, I know how good I feel after it. And then when you have the workout done, it's just the effects that it has is just amazing. And that's what I suppose, like you mentioned, when you are feeling a bit low and you're not in the mood for it, is just trying, just putting on the runners and just taking one step outside the door, doing a little bit, doing as much as you can at that particular moment and that particular time. And that could be the, the biggest step you could take that day and that will lead you into the next step and then to the next step again, like so. Yeah, it's all just the, the added stuff that will make the, the massive difference in the long term. Makes a huge difference, 100%. You know? um, so I suppose, look, you're a dude, you're, you're working full-time as a PT and you're also in college. Now, how, how are you finding yeah. that balance? I mean, especially for someone who probably has a lot going on, is, is it difficult to kind of manage both? Or it, what way is college working these days? Yeah, college is like I was up, I'm up uh, this semester now, I'm only up uh, two days every month. So I'm up next month, March and April for two days. So basically I've only six days left, which is unreal awesome. and I'll be qualified then. Um, but balance is fine. I just, I'm fairly committed um, by just t- keeping on top of the work and tipping away each day. And I suppose doing the PT, I do morning, morning sessions mainly. And then college work, I tip away in the, the afternoon with college work then and placement as well. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just, a, it's a balancing act and I'm finding it pretty okay at the moment, but I just keep on top of things and 
managing, yeah. So it's all good. And going up to Dublin is change of scenery, scenery as well from Clare from time to time as well. So it's all good. That's good, man. That's good. I think we call it like even the way you said that there is like, yeah, I keep my work in the morning and then I do my college work in the afternoon. Yeah. And I'm thinking back to my days in college and I'm like, yeah, I, I don't think I did any of the work at the right times. So I'd be yeah. the guy now who probably finish up, you know, Desperate Housewives at 11 and I'd go, <laughs> all right, now, now is when I'm going to start my work. Now I'm going to get it all done. And it's yeah. uh, there till about four in the morning. We really get the key hours done. I mean, if, <laughs> if I can be honest, that's when I work. I'm like at my prime at about two or three in the morning. If I could yeah. get guests on at that time, it would be the best podcast in the world. But sadly, I, I don't think anyone's up for those crazy hours unless they're abroad. It's, it's an unfortunate one. Yeah, but I think I what the the difference now is to being back in college to where I was when I was nineteen twenty was a bit different story. I was in NUI Go and I was going through my own struggles. So I just can appreciate college now and just appreciate that I'm able to study and do knuckle down and be able to put in the work to college term where I before I was going through like depression during my college term in NUI Galway and that had a massive effect on being able to study and to do anything and I just I appreciate now where I am to come this far and have the benefit of hindsight that I can progress and improve and even to get into the area of mental health where 12 13 years ago going through my own battles I couldn't imagine doing what I'm doing today like public speaking on that topic of mental health sharing my story to a wide audience and just inspiring people they say and just I have to pinch myself sometimes that I'm, I'm actually doing it where all those years ago, I couldn't imagine even talking to anyone about it, you know? Yeah. And that is massive. I mean, if you, yeah. if you don't mind, I, I know it's probably a pretty personal situation, but you're so mm. open and honest on your social media that I kind of, yeah. I, I kind of feel okay to ask, but yeah. in terms of what were the, I suppose, warning signs or what really led you to realize that your mental health was suffering? Cause I mean, Myself, I know it came down to the fact of I wasn't really picking up on it myself. And it was actually my girlfriend who genuinely said to me, like, Shane, I'm a bit worried about you. I don't think you're yourself at the moment. And it took for me then to look inward and kind of see what's going on and why am I feeling so different and kind of feeling so down? What's causing it? And even now to this day, I don't exactly have a specific reason. Sometimes it just comes in spells and it can pass quick or it can go take ages. But I mean, for yourself, because especially at such a young age for it to hit you, I never, I never had that experience. What, yeah. what, what actually kind of occurred for you? Yes, I suppose heading off, I was doing my leaving start at the time in, in Ennis in St. Flannes College. And I suppose I was, I noticed my mood was a little bit different. I was a kind of more confident than normal. I was kind of excited all the time. And yeah. I didn't, I just put it down to, it was the buzz of heading off to NUI Galway and all that. So for the first few weeks at NUI Galway then in college, we were drinking three, four nights of the week. I kind of put it down to that and that was just a negative downward spiral. There was weeks and weeks of that. And I think the first year of college, I went through um, a manic state of bipolar disorder. And then I, my mood after a few months would slowly delve into depression. So it was the first year of college and I didn't notice anything. I didn't think anything about mental health or nobody knew the signs and symptoms back then of mental health issues. I don't, not, not much my friends anyway. Yeah. So I was going into my second year of college and I ended up being hospitalized that year because my friends noticed my mood had drastically changed from the previous year. I'd left them after the first academic year, like the down and out the press guy and to come back into the, Second college year, I was happy out, excited, and I was going through my second state of the manic, the depressed or the manic of bipolar disorder. And my friends sat me down and said, "Killian, we're really worried about you. So 
they brought me to UCSC Galway Hospital and I actually thought it was a joke that they were bringing me there. So it was my friends at the end of the day that got me from that, brought me to the hospital and said there's something wrong and wow. really worried about me. So it, it was great awareness from them. But still, at that, that, that particular time, I didn't think there was anything wrong. I actually thought there's nothing wrong here at all. I'm perfectly okay. But I spent a month in the psychiatric unit that time and got out eventually after four weeks and had to, had to basically defer my college term for about a year and a half just to get well again. And that's how, that's how it spiraled into getting into fitness. And that's how I kind of where I am today with the fitness as was it started from there I knew it kept me well and it kept me kept me uh, mentally strong as well so yeah it was, I, that was, I, it was my friends really like so I'm actually shocked at that that's crazy I mean for for a bunch of guys yeah. probably 19 years old yeah to spot that and actually like I'm not I'm not sure if they had to drag you kicking and screaming necessarily but no I mean, no <laughs> to bring your friend to do that that that's absolutely crazy I mean a lot yeah. of people would even hesitate to contact someone's family especially when they're away mm. for college and everything else so wow, I I hope yeah. that bunch of people are still around because they oh hundred percent yeah hundred percent they're still one of my are all my good friends still to this day like and just like I appreciate what they did for me back then as well so immense man so um if you don't mind I mean it's it's something it's a it's a word I've heard before it's a condition I'm slightly familiar with but can you give me an idea of what actually is bipolar disorder so in terms of like one interesting thing is when people hear mental health they think oh doom and gloom I'm really sad yeah. but one of the things obviously with your condition is that you had extreme peaks of happiness and then extreme yeah. lows so yeah. is, is that the case that it just kind of twos and froze or does it always kind of steadily rise to a peak and then yeah. drastically drop yeah, so I suppose it's like what you said there. It's kind of it's a couple of months of highs and a couple of months of lows. So basically, through the highs, it's like your confidence is through the roof. You're talking a mile a minute. You're what else? You're you just feel happy all the time. You feel invincible at times, you know. Yeah. And then that's a, what what I experienced in back in all those years ago was going through highs, and then my mood would just plummet. It would just slowly delve more and more into depression and it was just a strange experience to, I actually didn't know who I was, what my personality was at that time, because was I the guy who was happy out hyper all the time and excitable and confidence through the roof? Or was I the guy that was low and unhappy or, so it was a very strange situation. Um, and I experienced a couple of stages of that, but to this day now, 12, 13 years later, nothing has happened since then. I'm just very appreciative of every single day and have, um, just more self-awareness around the illness as well that I'm able to manage it and I do the daily things like I said at the start that keeps me well um yeah I think that's that's very very interesting honestly I I find that amazing and especially that you've gone such a long time in control of it I think it takes Mm -hmm. you know not everyone has the strength to do that and not not everyone can I suppose adapt to that type of lifestyle that you probably have to tailor to yourself to make sure you're okay um but in, in terms of, I mean, one of the things I find, I suppose, massively commendable is that when someone goes through something like that, a lot of people tend to go back into themselves. And I know I've had family members who had similar spells and did have to spend time in psych- psychiatric wards. And it didn't, I suppose, bode well for them in terms of wanting to interact with people and 
wanting to talk to people. While with yourself, I find it really, I suppose, really positive the fact that you're constantly putting yourself out there online. You're constantly up for chatting to strangers, trying to help people out. So I suppose, would would you think if you look back into say childhood or look back into way before you ever had any spells of it, was that always the type of person you were or is that something you've kind of developed into? Yeah, I suppose I've gotten more confident as I've gotten older. And I think going through my struggles, I always knew something deep inside me knew there was more to life than laying about all day, feeling hopeless and feeling worthless. I knew there was like a, a light at the end of the tunnel. And I knew there was hope out there that I would get better over time. And even though even seeing that or even noticing that when I was at the lowest of the lowest was good self-awareness that I knew there was better things out there. There was, I was going to get better over time. And that's by surrounding myself with good people and people that supported me, like my friends, my family, sisters, everyone else um, that got me to where I am today. It's a combination of who you who you hang around and being able to confide and trust in people that you're able to open up when times do get tough that's another valuable point as well where you can't do it alone at times just you know, when i was at my lowest i needed that support around me i needed people to be there for me when i needed to talk to i just and that's 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 massive like you know if you're even if you if for people that are listening if you're going through a tough time i highly recommend that you try and find someone you can trust, confide in a family member or a doctor, whoever it may be, just to see clarity and to verbalize your thoughts and whatever's going on in your head as well. So, yeah. It definitely is something hugely important just talking about it. I think it's, it's actually one of the things, funny enough, it hasn't come out that much on the podcast yet. It was in, I started it on the episode I released last week in terms of talk to people about embracing their struggle and just basically trying to, I suppose, one of the main things when you get guests on a podcast, you get people online, you tend to get the people who are going to be higher profile, a good following, very interactive audience. And I suppose people are going to get people to listen and more than anything else, people you respect or look up to, or I suppose admire. So in that sense, they're generally a people you wouldn't really see that have a weakness or people that would have a struggle that they'd put out online. So one of the main things I'm looking for in a guest or looking for in people I'm chatting to is just to find out what makes them tick and really why why they do what they do. Um, so I suppose for yourself, day to day, you're a pretty busy dude. But the fitness side of things, like what makes you tick in terms of the training? Do you have fitness goals you set for yourself outside of, you know, obviously I get it's tied to your mental health too and it's part of your weekly yeah. routine, but there, there's surely something more than that to push yourself to be in kind of a peak condition that you're in. So what makes you tick in that side of things? Yeah, I think, like you said, it's kind of interlinked with the mental health. I know how good training makes me feel. But on the other side of it, I always want something to strive for. So yeah. it's like something setting goals. Like I do, like I used to compete in natural bodybuilding back in the day. And 2016 was my last show. I do photo shoots, fitness photo shoots now and again as well. And I just love having that structure. I love having something to aim for. And maybe if it's over a 12 or 15 or 20 week period, it's just the sense of accomplishment after is amazing that you can, what the, and what the, the mind and the body is capable of what you can actually do is phenomenal. When you actually sit down and say, I'm just going to set a date and achieve this goal by this certain date. And then you achieve it. And just the sense of accomplishment is amazing. Like, so that's, that's what it is. Like, I think I, ju- I just train for all the positive benefits that happen along the way, like feeling good, feeling happier, confidence, boosting self-esteem as well and I think that's what people need to realize as well where 
people focus so much on the weight loss side of things and they sometimes forget that there's so many other positive benefits that are happening along the way like like i mentioned like the increased confidence feeling happier less stress during the day and that's a massive thing as well and that's what i use as well i maybe have an end goal at the end of it but i can see all the other stuff that's happening along the way that are massively affecting my mood day to day and just make me better each day yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely down to the fact of you, you'd overlook a lot of the stuff outside of just the immediate effect of the fitness goal. I mean, like for me, yeah, I, I train definitely for weight loss, but I also, at the moment, especially in the, the past few weeks, I'm pushing myself to get out there and train just because I know I need it. You know, I need that hour out of the house. Yeah. I need push myself out of the comfort zone and I need to, I suppose, just feel the endorphins a little and make myself feel a bit better. I mean, one of the main things I wanted to do, I went for a really, really light run this morning. And I'm not a guy who runs extremely often, trying to get into it a little more. But it was down to the fact of I knew I needed to wake myself up and get my energy right up early in the morning if I'm going to come on and chat to someone for a podcast. And I think it's it's being able to identify when you need the exercise as a little bit of maybe a little bit of therapy and maybe a little bit of benefit to you. I mean. I think the power of even just going for a walk yourself, throwing in a podcast, throwing in an audio book, yeah. it's, it's massively beneficial to everyone really. I think, and I kind of, I'd say I'm one of these people who constantly is reaming it off to people like, Oh, you need to listen to this. You need to do this constantly laying out the recommendations, but I feel yeah. it benefits me so much. I think everyone else can benefit from it too. Definitely. It's what it's learning from others as well. It's like what you do might help someone else. And it's, it's a, it's a spiral effect really, isn't it? I Definitely. think if you, like for me, getting out for a walk, listening to podcasts is one of the things I do as well on a daily basis. So that's so good. Just you're educating yourself, you're getting in some activity as well, and that's powerful as well. And just getting out in the fresh air as well, instead of being stuck inside for a majority of the day as well. So yeah, yeah, man, definitely better than being stuck at the laptop screen anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, uh, one of the things I suppose I would would notice about you is that you you tend to post a lot of I suppose tips and help for people yeah. in terms of diet, nutrition, stuff like that, and I'm, re- I'm really nosy that way, but because I'm, I could be either very passive with my nutrition or very focused on it. And it's always been something I've been interested in, but I suppose it's ne- not necessarily something that's been my priority, but I love to hear about what, I suppose, what regimens people are on or what people tend to do. So is your diet very specific or how does it work for you? Like talk me through maybe a day of eating, like what, what what's it look yeah. like for you? Yeah, I suppose, like I say to all my clients, like you have to be eating foods that you like on a daily basis that's sustainable for you, that will get you the results over time. And I've said that a million times over and over again. And it just, it sinks in with people when they realize that dieting doesn't have to be bland and tasteless food day to day, because it's going to be, it's not going to be sustainable and you're not going to stick to it really. Because I think if you can incorporate the foods you like they say within a calorie limit or whatever you're tracking on if it's my fitness pal or whatever else and that's what i use day to day is tracking on my fitness pal i set my calories set my protein carbs and fats and i pick the foods like i'm very flexible with my foods like for daily for daily for example this morning i just had two slices of toast two poached eggs and a little bit of avocado um that's a safe breakfast yeah it's nice make me hungry now man. yeah uh other than that i maybe have porridge with whey protein mixed in uh blueberries fruit everything else then i'm fairly plain when it comes to like 
I kind of stick to the same meals because I batch cook for a few days. So it might be a pasta dish with chicken, mince, maybe salmon or something like that. Maybe a rice dish, uh, baby potatoes, chicken again. And then snacks throughout the day would be like yogurts, maybe protein bars or something like that, whey, whey protein shakes and stuff like that. And fruit and definitely getting in veg as well. So that's a kind of a day of eating for me because I think it's just foods that I like. And if I need, if I want to incorporate for example, if I was going out for dinner or something like that at a weekend, I'd, um, I'd just incorporate into my daily plan. Like I maybe have a lighter breakfast, lighter lunch to incorporate for the, the, the maybe the heavier meal later on in the evening. I think it's, that's what people get stuck on. It's finding tools and strategies that will still keep them on track when they feel that they can't eat out or they can't eat this or they can't eat that. It's just find these tools and strategies that I instill in all my clients state today that they're still able to enjoy these certain foods from time to time and still get the results that they, that they strive for. So. Very, very good, man. I think it, it's funny because you, what you just said there is re- very reflective of the way I used to eat. And I used genuinely, I used crack up and it, it's funny just the difference in people, but like the batch cook, I'm okay. If I'm like, you know, it's working lunches, I can do the same lunch every day, but everything yeah. else I need some variety. I actually lose yeah. my mind. And I feel like, for me, it's actually the activity of cooking is quite, I don't know, kind of therapeutic. I'm like, yeah, yeah. sit down at the hob 40 minutes, cook a nice meal, and then I eat it after. It's very, very therapeutic in terms of that. And that's probably why the weight kind of tends to pile on. It probably did a little too often. But at the same time, it's very interesting. So, like, you genuinely, do you change the batch cook every week to try to keep it more interesting? Or how does yeah. that yeah, I would. Like, I definitely maybe switch the meats. It could be chicken, it could be mince or something like that, to rice, to pasta, to potatoes or something like that, to carb sources. Because I think I, I, if I was eating the same foods every single day of the week for a month, or I definitely, no, I couldn't do that. Like, it has to, like you said, you have to vary it up from time to time as well. Like, because just that's the key to enjoying your foods and the key to sustainability as well with your diet. Because over time, you 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 need to vary up your meals in it for long term uh, sustainability. I think, yeah, yeah. Thing. And I suppose obviously you, you've gone through photo shoots, you've competed in bodybuilding. Yeah. Those are different types of I suppose eating regimes and probably different to your everyday. And one of the things I found from talking to people who've maybe trained for a photo shoot or trained for a bodybuilding show is that they kind of never wanted to do it again. And I'm not sure is it down to it just seems to be kind of an exhausting process. So did you find that, that maybe it can be, it's not something you can do obviously that often, but like, yeah. how did you find it affected your mental health? Cause I know guys who'd be in peak physical health and very good mental health found themselves in, I suppose a, a very down state and a very exhausted state just from training for those types of things. So what, what did you use to make sure that you were still keeping yourself in good nick? Yeah, I suppose it's an interesting one because I found when I was doing the bodybuilding side of things, I did 2015, I did the MBFI and I found it really, really draining. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the process, but I I did it, I decided I'd go again in 2016 and that's where I, I came first in a competition there in the MBFI and then went to the UK and competed there as well. And I just found the process of it is really, really enjoyable, but there is a stage where you will be drained, you will be tired, but you just have to plow on and just get on with it because at the end of the day, you're getting up on stage in the best shape of your life and you have the, you have the ability to just reach your goals as well. But then it's funny, after the hype of the shows and when, there's, when it's all said and done, there, I just found a massive lull. I was like, 
what am I going to do with training now? What am I, what am I, what are my goals? What will I do? What will I do with my food and everything else? And it took me, it, it, it took me about after the 2016 show, it took me about three or four weeks to actually get back to train and get into a routine again, because I just found I was so unmotivated after because I would, I'd spent 20, 24 weeks dieting, training consistently five days a week cardio all the time every single day of the week so i just i think it was the break that i needed from training for that particular moment but it was mad it was uh but i i being honest i did a photo shoot last was it last august i think and it was the easiest one i've ever done not saying the process is easy but i don't know it was just felt easier than normal and i just i was 12 weeks so i think it was the the process was much faster rather than 20 weeks. It was like faster, but um, yeah, enjoyable. But I kind of like doing them because they're set goals. But I don't, I, my kind of priorities have changed now because I'm in the career of trying to get into the mental health uh, area again and keep up the fitness, personal training and stuff like that. So I don't think I see myself doing photo shoots for maybe not for a year or two years. Um, okay. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's enjoyable, you know. That's cool, man. I, I I feel like it's it's something it's a really like respectable thing in terms of obviously you get great content for your social media from it. It's yeah. to push yourself into being in that peak condition. Uh what I always equate it to very similarly is like MMA fighters doing a cut for a fight and I yeah. suppose pushing their body to that limit. And very similarly, a lot of people do a similar type of cut, obviously, when it comes down to photo shoots and it's probably a very draining process. But at the end, at least if you get the desired result be it the achievement or be it the photos whatever it might be for you Mm. it's probably worth it to some extent as long as it doesn't take that toll um but in terms of say it's cool that you're taking a bit of time away from that maybe to focus on your career and Mm. i'm a big guy for goal setting i'm a i'm a big guy in terms of setting goals for myself that I, i don't always put out publicly but that i know internally i need to do in the next year i need to do in the next two years and i suppose for yourself we're we're just at the start of a new year yeah. what outside of finishing college do you aspire to do this year what what's driving you on for the rest of the year do you have any yeah plans? i do i do and i always set goals uh like i write them down a journal a lot day to day week to week and i find that the goals that i set this year i'd love to be doing my own workshops on fitness mental health by the end of the year i just want to finish college first and get that done but my own kind of workshops around maybe starting in clear maybe whoever else i can take it and just create my own content for it maybe a two-hour workshop of some sort um that would be a massive thing that i'd love to do because i think spreading much more awareness on mental health and positive mental health as well is what's needed around ireland at the moment and if i can play a part in that that would be a cool thing to do um obviously like you said finishing college is another aim uh keep just keep training hard and just keep consistent with everything i'm doing and just just be happier each day and every day of the week because i think i'm in a i'm in a position now where i know that i'm in the right direction i'm following my passions i'm doing what i want to do day to day and that's that's another goal for me is just keep tipping away and keep doing what i can do to improve and progress and make a difference in my own life and the lives of others who are in, I suppose, in the area of mental health as well. So, And I suppose for someone who's in that area and who's aiming to work in that area, maybe go to talks and I suppose inspire people for yourself. Is there anyone you look to for inspiration or maybe people that you follow or listen to that I suppose listeners now could go to, to as a resource for maybe that area. And I suppose that type of content. Yeah, I suppose, like you probably know, uh, Pat Dibley, I follow him for his mindset oh, stuff as well. That's great. 
yeah and uh, was on his podcast last year or the year before as well so it was oh, brilliant. great dude. yeah it was brilliant um Graham McCormick is another guy from Cork uh, he does kind of workshops as well future guest of the podcast head. yeah brilliant he's absolutely phenomenal um I'm trying to think now they're two of the main ones I'd follow for just just good content and good mindset and fitness and everything else that inspires people just to live a happier healthier life as well so yeah they're two main ones I'd say yeah, I, I think they're definitely two big names now. I think another one for me is probably uh, that singer from the Blizzards. What's his name? Niall Bresley. Oh, Bresley, yeah, brilliant. He's, yeah. He's, Bresley is a seriously good podcast. And w- one of the things I found, I suppose, beneficial is I don't pay for any type of meditation app or anything like that. Mm. But he has a few meditations on his podcast, which I think it already came out in the last year. But that mm. really, I suppose, it, he's kind of leaving it an open and free asset for people to use regardless of where you're at whether it's just listening to his talks or actually getting into the meditations and I suppose bringing yourself into a calm state which to be honest without kind of a guided meditation I find very hard to do like I I can go for a walk and I suppose be inside my own head or lie in bed maybe just just be thinking but in terms of really trying to get myself out of everything I find it hard without kind of a guided meditation maybe bringing me along that direction yeah for yourself, how do you actually, do you, I know you mentioned earlier, you do a little bit of meditation. What, what yeah. do you do yourself in terms of, I know one of the main things people say when they've tried to do it is, oh, I'm, I'm just fucking sitting there. Like it, it just seems stupid. Yeah. So like for you, like how did you break past that barrier? Or was it just something you kind of naturally were able to do? Yeah, I got so many recommendations to do meditation and I use the Headspace app um, and yeah. I found it very, very good. Like just sitting there and grounding yourself, focusing on the breath and everything else and just letting your thoughts come and go really. And I just found it so, so powerful just to I suppose, become more present in the moment and everything else. The other app I kind of was used in the past was Calm. I think it's similar enough to Headspace as well. I actually um, use that, sadly, I use it as white noise to go to sleep, just the, the oh, rain yeah. sounds. I'm like, yeah, it's nice and relaxing yeah you find it beneficial yeah i never try that now but yeah i could give it a go anyway because no harm just trying out these things as well because it's sleep is key as well of course yeah no i found myself the past few weeks i've been like an absolute insomniac and i'm like i'm up till all hours maybe getting two or three hours a night so i'm like i'm really it's one of those things i'm really focused on sleep now because i I remember i read a book by a guy called matthew walker called why you sleep He's yeah, a, he was like, a guest on Joe Rogan's podcast. Really, really interesting dude. But the value of sleep and how much it really impacts everything is so massive. I think people kind of really underestimate it. So for me, when I'm suddenly finding myself completely unable to sleep, I'm like, I tried CBD. I tried going to bed early. I tried tiring myself out in the evening. And yeah. there's all these things that one of the things I find most beneficial is just getting a little bit outside my head. So whether it's listening to a podcast before bed or even just a little bit of white noise, slowly bringing myself into a state seems to be working the past few days i'm not sure how long it'll last but we'll we'll hope for the best that's interesting isn't it the white noise as well i'd never even thought of trying that now but yeah it benefits you anyway so that's good i think if you live in a noisy house at any point it's, yeah it's, it's something you, it's like yeah you know what i need something and i think i equate it to a lot of the time is it's sometimes it's actually easiest to fall asleep when you have like a tv show on the background like you know yeah you fire on netflix even though you know you're not going to watch it friends or something stupid like that is on and you know you're listening to it in the background you're passively just kind of slowly drifting off and then next thing i find that's when i'll go into the deepest sleep i ever get so then i was thinking about it and i was saying why not just try a bit of white noise you know just get a I don't know fan sound on youtube or send yeah. a bit of rain and i'm like it actually makes I, I i was surprised how much it blocks out the rest of the world especially in terms of when you have people noisy around the house it's just kind of relaxing and 
gives you that benefit. It's a strange nice. one. I definitely recommend yeah. trying it, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Good. Now, yeah. No, no, you work away first. I feel like I was going done. to say, it was actually, well, you mentioned Brezzy there earlier on. It was actually, I think he sparked my kind of motivation to get into public speaking when I, I saw one of his talks on YouTube a good few years ago. And I think, you know, his powerful story and it kind of got me thinking of where I could share my story as well. And I think that was the, I think it was actually a couple of weeks after I listened to one of his uh youtube uh videos public speaking and i was in i was in glore in ennis like a music theater and i spoke my first public speaking gig and i just i just I, it was there where it all started and i think to look back there was 500 people there at that particular moment for my first first public speaking gig to where i am now today is just it just it shows you how far you can come in life as well which is just powerful stuff and what's the most amount of people you to talk to I suppose that was that was the most so far. I think yeah, I mean, I, the first one. <laughs> mental. I remember. I think the biggest, and it wasn't even. It wasn't something I put myself up for. Was yeah. I think I had, to, I had to speak in front of my like college year, which is maybe like a hundred and five people. Yeah. And bricking it beyond belief. I I find it crazy how, like, if you ask me to talk to like you know a small few people, I'm fine. Even if it's five, ten people, and we're just in a conversation, it's fine. Yeah. But ask me to be the center of attention and address those people. And I will crumble. I will forget how to yeah. speak. I, I remember I, I went up and I've told this story to 10 times in the podcast, but mm. I went up in front of um, my whole college year and I had to give a presentation on myself and what I wanted for my future career. It's some stupid wankery business crap that they thought was amazing. And I thought was just fucking stupid. So I go up <laughs> and I prepared myself and I'm like, all right, just say the spiel, get it out there and you're fine. And up the top of the lecture hall was like five of the most, I suppose, high up lecturers in all the course and the head of the course who created the course in UCC is business information systems. And he's, he's this dude yeah. like seventies. Who's like proper business. He, he used to make us wear like shirt and slacks to every lecture. Dude was serious. And I go up there and the first thing I say is like, Jesus wasn't joined this course a fucking mistake. And I remember <laughs> thinking, why did you say that? And then next thing I was like, yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, I don't know what career I'm going to get out of this. Cause like, I really hate it, but I mean, we'll see how it goes. I remember everyone's faces. I just saw shock and horror like develop around the lecture hall. And I'm like, oh, I've really oh fucked it here now. I've really <laughs> fucked it here now. And I like, I remember just rushing through and being like, yeah, so anyway, yeah, great course. I had a great time. And <laughs> back to my desk. And I remember after the guy, the head of the course went up and he's like, well, we had some interesting ones today. You know, some people expressed a very honest opinion about the course. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and since then, and I'm like, I'm now the guy with a podcast who's talking to strangers for, I suppose, on a regular basis. And I'm like, you know what? It's good to push myself outside that comfort zone. But I'd say if you put me in front of a, a, even 20 people in a room, I'd, I'd still struggle with that public yeah. speaking. Like it's, it's fucking tough going. I, 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 I have mad respect for it. Anyone who can yeah. do it because it's, it's something to command the presence of a room and get people to listen to you and actually yeah. get a strong message out there. I, I mean, yeah. it's just something I can't manage. Yeah, I suppose it comes with time and practice, you know, putting the time into just preparing yourself and building up the confidence in doing it. I just think the more you do getting outside your comfort zone and just getting past that fear, the easier it becomes. I still do get nervous. It's kind of more excitement nerves more so than anything else. But um, yeah, it's just, it's obviously it was a challenge at the start, but I think the more I do and like I'm this year, I'm going into last year as well. I was in secondary schools around Clare and just, it's great to hit them at that age as well, like 15, 16, 17, 18 even. 
um, just to make them aware of mental health and mental health issues as well. So that's powerful stuff. I love doing that. So I think that's actually, it's a funny thing because I think I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about how our generation and maybe even the generation just younger than us are probably the most aware of their mental health than any generation has ever been. And it's interesting that I feel like from an older perspective, you'd hear a lot of older generation say, you know, people are a bit softer or people are a bit, you know, unable to deal with the world and they're not used to a bit of hard work. And one of the things I, I think when it comes down to it is probably if you look at an older generation like that, you have a very repressed emotional state where people were just saying, all right, we need to drive on with it. And I'm not sure if that was for the better or the worse, but I think right now speaking to younger kids and I suppose just young people in general about how they can really look after themselves is 10 times better than I suppose the attitude even I would have gotten in school, which was yeah. just never discussing it. You know, yeah. you would have, you would have hear, heard and not never happened in my school, thank God, but you would have heard other surrounding schools in Cork, you know, the unfortunate situations where mm-hmm. some people would have been so stressed out, they would have taken their own lives or mm-hmm. some people would have really gone into a manic depressive state. And I'm sure there were, would have been people around me in secondary school who were going through tough times, but you never, you never would have known it. You never would have yeah. heard anyone be open with it. So I think like having a guy like you go to a school and just talk about what happened to you. And, you know, I think college, it's a fun time. It's a great time to yeah. make friends. It's a great time to learn. And, I suppose, really learn about yourself. But I mean, going through something like that in college, it happens to a lot of people. And I think a lot of people mm-hmm. kind of tend to leave it go under the radar water, rather than, you know, just say how they're really getting on, you know? Of course. And it's it's powerful for me to go in and just share that, share my own story because you never know what could happen down the line with someone and with their own mental health. So that's my aim is to help them see that there's always hope, there's always a way to get better and there's always a way of recovery as well. And it's... I'd love to eventually go back into, I was in NUI Galway. I'd love to do a talk in there. That's another one of my goals, maybe, to go back in there and share where I was, like share what I went through through college as well to the students that are there at, the, at this moment. Be another one to just be, I'd definitely benefit them as well as much as it'll empower me too. So yeah, yeah that's, you know. And have you ever considered just doing a podcast or doing like a YouTube show, like on a, on a regular yeah. basis? I had two podcasts, but I... I had, I just found the time, uh, I was working so much, just the time yeah. to try and record, get set up, get interviews and everything else. I had like, it was like a mental health podcast, it was back probably about two or three years ago, it was called the Mind Body Podcast. Yeah. And I had another podcast called the Success from Struggle Podcast. So, oh, good soon enough, yeah, <laughs> so I just, I know, but I had really good guests on and I think it was just the time commitment, I was just finding, I wasn't putting enough effort into it and I just just went 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 to sunder for me I, I think one idea um which i kind of i noticed from pat divily is and maybe it's something that could work for you is yeah pat uh just from talking to my adam on the podcast and just even just seeing what he puts up online he does his podcast solely on his own generally at the moment now and they're they're short compact episodes about mental health about things maybe they're discussing yeah. similar to the stuff you discuss on social media but like would you yeah. ever consider just batch recording a month worth of episodes releasing one week. I mean, think about it. Yeah. You take two or three hours, take a few different topics, record a 20 minute episode here and there, and then you just have them already released. There's no relying on anyone else's schedule. There's no relying True. on anyone True. else. But like, I feel like you, you put out a really positive message. And I think having the benefit of being able to listen to someone talk about these types of things is huge. So I think 
having another podcast that's going to be out there and maybe discussing it. And I'm going to really keep, really push you to do it. So <laughs> come on, just listen to my idea. Yeah, you're right. And I've thought about it again because someone mentioned it to me the other day because they were reading some of my posts that said I should start one again. But yeah, you're dead right. Batch, batch, load, a load of different topics and everything else and just put Might them out be an there idea. again. Because yeah, yeah, you'd have to motivate me now for the next couple of weeks to do it. That's all right. I, I don't mind sending a night message. I, I have too much yeah. free time anyway. You know what's fine? <laughs> Grand. Yeah. Anyway, Cheers, um, so look, dude, thanks so much for coming on. I feel like it's a really great chat. And I, I feel like it, it's one of those topics. I try to dedicate a few minutes of every podcast to this area, but it's not every day you get someone who will talk about it as a whole and talk about their own journey. So it's great to have someone like you on who really can delve into the deep details that maybe I suppose a lot, a lot of people wouldn't expect to hear from someone even so inspirational, you know, like I, I, I remember like looking at your social media, I, I'm going to be honest, I knew nothing of your actual like general struggle along those lines. And maybe it's just the fact that I only see the odd post here and there or yeah. the odd story. But I mean, I was kind of going into this just thinking, all right, this is a guy who's full of positivity. And then before we recorded and you're like, you know, I really focus on the mental health side of things. Yeah. And then you go straight into like your own condition. I was like, Jesus, this is going to be a cracker. I'm like, yes. Yeah, I was like, I, w- I wish I had more preparation for this area. I no was kind of, I had some general questions written down to keep myself along those lines, but yeah. it, it, it went much better than expected. So look, thanks so much for coming on, thanks, dude. Um, one thing no I'd say, and I always give someone the opportunity to, is do you want to just plug any platforms or any upcoming events or websites, anything for yourself, just so people yeah. can find you? Because I mean, Perfect. you're going to see this probably on iTunes or Spotify, but just so they can drift on over and find some of your great content. Perfect, man. Thanks, Millie. I really appreciate the chat. It was great to just delve into like mental health, fitness, and everything else. So I suppose my Instagram is at ckfitness1. Facebook is ckfitness, and killiankeenfitness.com is the website. And that's uh, and an upcoming podcast, which I'll come uh, to name soon enough as well. So. <laughs> yes, sir. Get on it. Everyone, thanks so much for listening. Have a great Cheers, week. Buddy. Thanks, Millie.